flag on the plane. Flag. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> We're so cute. We hang out too much. Yeah, we <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives. It's Corinne from Arlington, Virginia. My manager just followed me on Instagram. I've been at this job for a couple of years now, and he's been my manager for a while, and I'm just not sure how I feel about it. Generally, I don't post much on Instagram. I mean, my top content to date was probably my gelato tour of Portugal, but um, I'm just still feeling kind of uneasy about him following me. Is this normal? Corinne, I love this question. I love your gelato tour. Yeah, Portugal. Can I see it? Please. I relate. Um, my son and I did a gelato crawl. You did. Last, you did. last in Portugal. It was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, he goes for the chocolate. I go for the, it's the vanilla with the chocolate shavings in it. Do you oh, what it's called? Uh, Stracciatelli? Stracciatella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, some, it's like that. Something, something Italian, like that. I don't know. Slightful. Yeah. I stand this for you. Yeah, same. Um, also, and you just quit your job and be an influencer. That seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. On that one post alone. <laughs> I don't know. She, she said her top content to date, and that's fair. Me. She says she don't. Po- she doesn't post much on Instagram. We can work on that. More gelato, <laughs> more countries. Next. <laughs> Perfect. I do relate to you though, Corinne, on the not posting much on Instagram front. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of my insecurity in this topic, I'm going to kind of lob the ball to Vanessa. <laughs> on this one i don't disagree i'm the social media expert in the room Mm -hmm. at the at the top of your question corinne the answer is like difficult like just answering the question is it normal for my manager to follow me that's a difficult one to answer anymore Mm. i feel like in 2006 (laughs) it wasn't right what would have been the answer in 2006 absolutely fucking not that's not normal like (laughs) (laughs) do you mean like no why 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 i would love to get into this but first we need some snacks This episode is proudly brought to you by Vanessa's side hustle. One of many. (laughs) One of several. Hacking social. We're convinced social media is not as complicated as your social media manager would like you to believe. We deliver a marketing strategy that's tailor-made for your business, customized for your industry, and easy to execute so you can reach your ideal client who's ready to spend money with you. That's exactly right. And I'd like to mention that all of Hacking Social's clients are ambitious, goal-oriented, women who are ready to crush it. Exactly. Part of the reason I started Hacking Social is because I realized there's a whole bunch of women just like us who either are starting something or have something going to really successful at it, but they're like too small for the Brads and Chads and the MBAs of the world to fuck with. Mm. And, And that's unfair to me everyone needs this information like how to run solid successful organic social paid social whatever whatever it is do you need to be on all the channels no you need to be on the channels where your people are and that's why i started that what i personally love about hacking social is that vanessa gives you options she can do everything for you start to finish or she can give you the pieces you can do yourself or she can find people to do it for you like she's got a whole network of people who work for like with her that allow you access to whatever level of support you need for your business. The strategic mind is all Vanessa, but you know, the execution can can be negotiated, which is really nice. 
so yeah, if you need to talk through some social, I'm a huge proponent of contributing to every conversation I'm in. So everyone and their mother, turns out, gets an hour free discovery call. You can schedule that at hacking.social. Yes, that's our real website. You do not need a .com, a .net, a .org, nothing. Hacking.social. And I'm looking forward to talking to you. So it's worth going through the history of social media for a hot second. Yeah, because you said it wouldn't have been a problem 13 years ago. What's the math on that? 20 something? I don't know. I don't Closer know. to 20. Tw- yeah, 20. 17, I think 19? would be technically. 2023? To the, to the six. All right. Let's <laughs> All right. We're in professor mode now. Here's where we're at. 2020. Not 2024. God damn it. 2004. Uh-huh. That was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, 2004 Facebook started. Mm. And it was like a platform for only college students to right. know where the parties were going on. Mm. So obviously a vibe for me. But you had to have a college like a university, like a .edu, who uses a .edu anymore? No one, um, unless you're a professor. Um, .edu email address to, to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. The concept of privacy in social media wasn't really a thing yet. So you had to have a .edu to log in. But like if you just Google searched people's names, their Facebook photos would come up. Mm. So Facebook had not created a closed system yet. It was still open and still being indexed by Google. Mm-hmm. And Im- immediately... Every single like recruiter, college admissions advisor, high school advisor was just like, when you get to college, you're going to want to drink. <laughs> Don't put pictures of you in red solo cups on Facebook at all. Because, because recruiters are going to see it. Yeah. And like, well, employers and I, are going to see it, right? Like <laughs> by the time I got on Facebook a little later to the game, I was still hearing that narrative, yeah. but with the privacy settings. So for me, there was a disconnect between like, I know these privacy settings exist and I'm also being told this. So I'm going to still be, I'm going to still lean conservative in terms of what I'm posting on the internet. Because the message was out there. So actually I I looked this up. When did privacy become a thing? Right. 2008, Facebook set some privacy settings, Mm -hmm. but they like didn't give you a per post like restriction ability until 2009. Uh-huh. So by the time we all graduate, like our class graduate was done with college was out. We were like in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Did it ever occur to anyone that you could like post a picture and it wasn't being indexed by Google. Right. So like you could post a picture and know that it was not going to end up anywhere in someone's feed. Right. 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 So back then there was this, there was this like messaging around mm-hmm. that. Like you had to right. be very carefully had to right. be very like, you know, your internet presence should be very formal and very professional. Right. right? So fast forwarding to now, Rin. Now, social media is like so integrated into our lives, professional, personal, whatever, whatever. It's a bit like we just tossed a bunch of sprinkles together, and like heaven help, we're never going to sort through those, mm-hmm. and not the like long ones, like little short bob, like the little sparkly dot ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, it's really difficult to unblur that line between like my professional life and my social life, even to the point where like people are sharing photos of their family and their kids like first day at school on LinkedIn and I'm like I'm still old school I'm like I don't want to fucking know about it like again I don't care about your dog (laughs) your dog goes on Instagram (laughs) this is a place for professionals right right right. but on the flip side I've seen folks Instagram bios for example that have their place of work listed mine does and tagged yeah totally there you Mm -hmm. go and and there's a little bit more of a like a different social contract I think between Mm -hmm. employers and and employees these days, which is we promise not to not hire you because you happen to drink and you happen to post it on social media. Or do things that in 2006 might have been deemed unprofessional. Right. But they're really just you living your life. Mm-hmm. In exchange for that, though, 
we'd like you to post something about our company to your personal social media. So we're going to ask you to use your personal LinkedIn, your personal network to like increase word of mouth marketing for us. In an era when the person to person relationships serve businesses better than a business presence on LinkedIn ever could. That's right. The algorithm totally, totally prefers that person to person over a business page to person. Yeah, totally. So like I I recommend the strategy to clients every day, literally every day. (laughs) Hashtag thought leadership. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. So like, is this normal that your manager is following you on Instagram? I don't know how to answer that anymore other than it probably is, but there's some questions. (laughs) Yeah. But I have questions. (laughs) Flag of the play. Flag. I was just going to say that. <laughs> We're so cute. We hang out too much. Yeah, we <laughs> Vanessa, we, you know, obviously listened to Corinne's question earlier and we've been chatting through it. And one of the things you mentioned to me was like asking, is your manager also following others of your work colleagues? Yeah. You suggested maybe asking some of your cross-functional colleagues or colleagues on your same level, like, is our manager also following you? Yeah. Like I'd, I'd want to know what, yeah, this is going to be my buyer persona researcher <laughs> coming through. I'd want to know what the inciting incident was, mm-hmm. right? Like if you were new to his team, that makes sense. There's like a week or two where like, okay, we're making all the LinkedIn connections, we're making all the Instagram connections, we're making all the Facebook, like whatever the things are, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that's normal manager behavior. I think if like someone has joined, someone else has joined the team, right? And like, maybe he started following them and then realized he wasn't following you because he, you know, he was on vacation when you started or something, mm. right? I'd expect that. If he's new to Instagram, right? Like <laughs> I handheld you can his, tell. Yeah, I handheld a CEO through like setting up his own Facebook page because his grandkids were complaining about the fact that he Aww. didn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> so like my key audience was his grandchildren, which was very entertaining Adorable. for me. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So like what like what was the inciting incident? If if there wasn't one that you can see. Yeah, definitely ask your colleagues, hey, is so-and-so like following you on Instagram? Mm. If it's a, oh, yeah, yeah, he started following me last week or two weeks ago or whatever, whatever. There may be some internal directive for like people to be more friendly. I don't know. You, it, it could be any number of things. But as long as it's like a thing your manager is doing for the whole team, mm-hmm. I feel fine about it. Yeah, that makes sense. If the answer comes back from your colleagues, no, I have more questions. <laughs> More questions. Lord, I hate I hate episodes like this. Where I'm like, I'm gonna answer your question with a question or five, and it's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be a little concerned, like, um, because this gets down to like, this gets gets down to like some really icky questions, like, is he single? Are you single? Is he married? Like, what are you posting? Are you posting revealing things? Like, does he like that? Like, that Ugh, just, it, it just, just go, it just yeah, gives me the ick. We don't like, like I don't, it. I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. So like, and there are ways around that. I mean, Vanessa, you've talked about even on this podcast, like you'll hide your stories from work colleagues just because totally. like you're going out of town and it's way too much fun for them to handle. Exactly. And, and then maybe you'll let them back in after you're back. Mm-hmm, totally. <laughs> if you're uncomfortable at all, Corinne, with your manager following you, great. Let him follow you and then hide your stories. Or at least in my life, my real life is lived on stories because it's mm-hmm. like instantaneously what I'm doing, right? Posts are more curated. It's like my actual photography. It's gorgeous. I'm also behind. So the last thing that was up there was uh, Greece and not even all of Greece. A year ago. Yeah. Oh no. I know. Oh, I know. I also posted a year ago, but I didn't want to post well, in the meantime. You. That's, <laughs> that's on brand for you, not for me. Thanks so much. I'm like, I still haven't put any of the Vienna Christmas markets up. Aww. I haven't put any of New Zealand. Aww. Right. So like, so if you're uncomfortable at all, like ask yourself, like, what are you sharing and what's personal to you? Like if you're like Holland and you're like, 
I'm on here once a year to post like the yearly update. This year it's Egypt, spoiler alert, yeah. right? Then then don't worry about it. If if stories are a thing that's like more personal to you, or like, hey, this one I'm eating, this one I feel gross, this one I've just run out of bed, whatever, whatever. <laughs> like I would just hide your stories from him. If if it gets to be like if you're really uncomfortable, I guess you could block him. Absolutely, of course you can. Yeah, because it's your it's your personal corner of the internet. So you do whatever you want with it. We brought up a few icky questions. There are escalation paths for you beyond blocking even. Especially if there's things that are happening on that platform in that new channel that isn't owned by your company. There's DMs. There's things that, like, we don't want anything that you're uncomfortable with to happen. Yeah. Liking, commenting, DMing. It's this whole new avenue of communication that, like, doesn't have the same oversight or, like, circumspection Mm -hmm. as, like, corporate email or Slack or whatever, exactly. right? Like, cause everyone knows everyone in HR is watching everyone's Slack channels private or otherwise. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want HR to know about it, don't write it down. But those rules don't apply to Instagram because Instagram's a third party thing. It's private communication. So if there's any thing untoward that happens, screenshots, document, HR, blah, 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 blah. Right. Absolutely. And, and frankly, I know, I know we've been dealing in this space where like your manager is a man and you're a woman. This goes always, any, for anybody anybody like mm-hmm. if you get it doesn't have to necessarily be like sexual it can just be oversight if your manager let's change the gender of your manager if your manager is a they and they happen to be a micromanager and they're like making comments on how you should be spending your weekend time to get your work done or they're saying things to you like hey i noticed you were out like out at this bar late last night is that why you're late to work this morning that's none of their fucking business and you can screenshot that and send it to hr so like yeah, there are definite escalation paths that you can take, and that's all your prerogative to do. So far, Kern, we've been talking a lot about what you're comfortable with in terms of this platform, this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other ways to look at this um, that will help you maybe understand um, give some how guidance. to handle it. Yeah. yeah, and like one of those is like literally the reverse. Like, what is your company comfortable with? Right? Mm-hmm. We talk about this in our professionalism like episode I think it's called uh what not to wear corporate edition corporate edition episode right? 51 yeah so like we talk about how like there are companies who have personalities right like I have blue hair <laughs> I have you can't see them right now but I have a new tattoo right that will be showing through like semi-professional dress or most of the clothes that I wear right mm-hmm. but that's because I work at a creative agency right it's totally fine who doesn't care no and, big like, deal I have been in like really big buildings for like big four companies in Houston, they also don't care because I'm with their creative team, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fine. But if I were to go get a job at that big four firm, I'd probably have to change my hair. I don't know that anybody would like say that to me, but like I know who that company is and I know what the, what the vibe is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's more conservative. It's more buttoned up. It's more like everybody's wearing a blue button down. Okay. They That's, really, really, they really are. are. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, uh-huh. I, I walked past a networking event at oh this restaurant God. the other day and I was like, the blue, it's a sea of blue. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, lot. you all work in finance. It was, Congratulations. It was incredible. I was yeah. like, where, where can you get so many blue shirts at once? <laughs> um, furthermore, and we talk about this in episode 51 as well, the, the company vibe or culture is one thing and how the people who work at that company read mm. blue hair is another. Yes. Totally. Like in some companies, the blue hair is just 
cool, whatever you do, you in other companies, it's a political statement. Mm. It's a statement of gender identity. Mm. It's a statement of rebellion. Mm. Like, and so like, that's, that's where it comes down to like, what is your company culture comfortable with? Yeah. Not what are the rules, not what is the dress code, mm-hmm. but what is, what are the people talking about? Right. Yeah. Like I, I was at a company once where like we had four floors and four business divisions and our floor was the only floor that had people on like employees who were not members of the prevailing religion. religious community, mm-hmm. which meant that our floor all had coffee makers on it. Mm-hmm. There was no other coffee maker in the whole building. So mm-hmm. if you wanted coffee, you had to come to the second floor. Like there wasn't a rule that you couldn't drink coffee in the building. Right. But, but the there culture was of that department eh, eh, mm-hmm. was that oh, the rebels are on the second floor, but it's okay. Cause they're creative. So. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> we love it. There's a subtlety there, right? Cause mm-hmm. those things, the way you've said it before, Vanessa is like, they speak for you before you have a chance to speak for yourself. And are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Do you a know what they're saying and B are you okay with that? Yeah. It's the same thing with your Instagram. What is it saying about you? What are the people who are seeing it thinking mm-hmm. about what you think? Like, what do they yeah. think you're saying? And it doesn't have to be bad. It's just like, you need to be aware of what it is. Like my Instagram, the reason I, I think I talk about this in literal multiple other episodes, because <laughs> this is a story that comes up a lot for me, but like, I hid my stories from my coworkers because I was traveling so much and they made it a thing. Right. They're just travel pics. They're literally like, here's this cool guitar player in Athens. Here's a sunrise on the Acropolis. Here's, you know, whatever the thing is. But like the conversation that was happening without my knowledge was, oh, Vanessa's not at work because she's off gallivanting on the other side of the world. Right. And there was some insinuation that I wasn't getting my work done, which was false, but I also wasn't there to defend myself. Was speaking without you. Exactly. Oof. Uh-huh. So I was just like, well, no one gets to know where I'm at. For all intents and purposes, I'm sick and dying in the hospital. Next. It's it's worth kind of drilling down into like, who's doing the hiring at your company, right? Mm-hmm. Like my company right now, while it's all creatives, it's also all millennials. So you're all kind of in the same generational cultural vibe. And we're all elder geriatric millennials, right? <laughs> elder millennials. Yeah. So like we all grew up with this like no red solo cups on Facebook situation, mm-hmm. right? So like even us, when we start looking at like Gen Z people, we're like, I would never put that on Instagram. Right? So like, transparent, so authentic. I think I saw a resume the other day with like a Snapchat on it. I'm like, no. are we dating through your resume? Get those snaps. <laughs> Wow, that's so funny. It was why it was. I was like, oh, ballsy. Okay, <laughs> but that's you, a millennial, a sure. geriatric millennial, in your Rude. words, <laughs> saying that it's ballsy to put a Snapchat mm-hmm. something on handle some handle. On <laughs> Proud of you. I didn't get there. I didn't you get might as there. Well be the greatest generation when it comes to social media. I was born in the nineteen twenties. <laughs> Back in my day, I'm gonna write you a letter. Okay, I'm gonna write you a telegram. I do want I'm a telegram send from you. you. A bottle, and it's got to have a <laughs> little piece of parchment in it. There's gonna be a carrier pigeon. It's it's, it's a wish on a star at this point. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, like I, like. <laughs> Sorry, what were I'm we so talking far about? I love it. Point being, it's also useful to know, like within your company culture, yeah. drill all the way down into like what's about the age range of the people that are doing the hiring, the firing, the talking to And that to will HR. let you in on how they might think about 100%. what's on your Instagram. 100%. So all in all, welcome. Welcome to social media. It's a weird, weird world. And the answer may change tomorrow, frankly. When like, the Gen Zs are all hiring. I know. God, please, God, I want to be dead Does by Does we have to get a Snapchat? No. What? Stop. I can't. <laughs>
question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. You'll hide your stories from work colleagues just because totally. like you're going out of town and it's way too much fun for them to handle. Exactly. And, and then maybe you'll let them back in after you're back. Mm-hmm, totally. <laughs> I do this with friends too. Like I have, <laughs> I actually do this with cousins more than I do with friends. Okay. Um, I have a cousin who like, I just hide my stories from him because like I, and it's not about him. It's about me. I can't stand the fact that he's watching my stories and not calling me. So I'm going to make you miss me a little bit and just hide my stories from me. I'm like, what's the applicability of this to corporate America? Is your manager skipping your one-on-one so watching your stories? You heard it first, kids. I like it. I want to answer that question. Yeah. Next episode. This is a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, so, so yeah, I've, I've been known to hide my stories. Are you still here? Like still here? Are you here now? Why do I feel like we have a Ouija board in the room? <laughs> do you? Maybe, I wouldn't be surprised if you, you know, did. I'm sad that I don't, but it still begs the question. Is our listeners still here? Because if they are, I think they should rate, review, subscribe. You know why? Helps other people find this podcast. Mm. Rate, review, subscribe.